Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Talking at the Talon. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And this is episode 16 of season 1 called... Stray. Stray. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Stray. So, this is the episode with the psychic kid. Yeah. Yeah, which, man, psychic psychic kids. Psychic people are creepy. And kids, well, not any less so, really. Yeah, I mean, you hate mind reading powers. Well, no, I'm just, like, personally, like, super freaked out by the idea of anyone reading my mind. Yeah. But, like, also, like, he clearly, like, doesn't have any boundaries, and it's, like, it probably makes sense for him to Yeah, have I was gonna say, well, I mean, like, he's, why like, would, yeah, right. He's, he's like, 10, like, but... Is he, is he 10? I think is that he's 10. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely a preteen. He's, like, right. a preteen child who clearly has had some, like, traumatic stuff happened to him. So, like... Yeah. But, like, he he just, like... I mean, it, it totally makes sense, but then you would never, like, learn what a boundary... Like, a, how to have boundaries, because, like, you can't if you are, like... Like, he says he can't block it out anymore. Right. Like, at some point he could... I mean, That's it would why also, he said being around right, Clark it would was also peaceful. fucking suck. Like, yes. To not be able to stop reading everyone's mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know, the whole thing is awful. But we should back up. Yes. So... So yeah, there's this ten-year-old named Ryan who is psychic, um, and at the beginning of the episode he is conning a pawn shop guy into paying slightly more for a metal angel. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the important part is that he... Because his mom is dead or whatever. Whatever. So he... But yeah, he's, he's, he's working with these, these um, two people who are um, using him to get the number of the safe in this pawn shop and then rob it. Yes. Um... They, the whole thing with them reminded me of, like, Annie a lot. Yes, it's very, <laughs> um... Miss Hannigan and Rooster. Right, right. Yeah, Rooster and... Fuck, what's her name? Oh, the, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the same, same something. Mm, yes, 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 um... You should know this. <laughs> I stage managed that show, I think, didn't I? Uh, maybe my sister was just in it, I don't know. Lily St. James? Lily St. James! That, that, um, <laughs> that definitely sounds right. Anyway. Anyway, um... um. <laughs> yeah, so, like, they're... Like, she... Like, the, the, the woman in this couple is all, like, dressed in early 2000s, like, trashy clothes. Right, I mean, they, yeah, it was... It, she was very clearly, basically, like, visually coded as, like, like, white trashy. Right. Um, and the guy, guy was, like has the kind of face where I think you just always get, get cast as, like, evil dudes in one episode of television, you know? Right, but, like, goon evil, not, like, right, evil mastermind. Right, right, but he just looks malevolent. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just looks kind of like a, yeah, goon. But whatever, so, um... So, yeah, they're, they're... So they're going into this pawn shop, but then, like, the guy, like, shoots the dude in the chest. Yeah, something goes wrong, and he's got a shotgun dumb. with him. Yeah, and he shoots the shop. Well, the whole point is that they're no, not very good they're really criminals. Not. They're really stupid criminals. They, so they... Yeah. um, So something goes wrong, and the man shoots the, sh the shop owner, 
in the chest. In the chest. And, uh, and the kid... Like, yeah, Ryan runs away. Runs away. Uh, onto some highway and then ends up getting hit by Martha, who was driving a car that I didn't That is not know. their pickup truck? And right. we were like, like they have a, do the Kens have a car? second car I'm that's like, like a... I guess so. Yeah, like that's a like a... sedan. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. I thought they just had the pickup truck, but yeah, like, totally. whatever. Uh, I mean, I guess that would be useful, but it does seem like how much, how much they talk about like their money troubles seems right. a little weird. Cars aren't um, cheap. Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, so, so Martha takes him to the hospital, and uh, there they find, well, so that he's only a bit scraped up, which is kind of crazy, because he got like thrown onto the roof right. of that car. Um, like, she hit him injured. with that car, um, like, genuinely, like, like in a way where, like, she wasn't going that fast, she was breaking right. when she hit him, and he hit the windshield, and, like, made, like, broke the glass on the windshield. Mm. Yes. Okay, I don't know. Um, like, I mean, like, there wasn't, like, a hole in it, but oh, it's, because like, it's, like, the tempered glass shield. of the windshield, but, like, there was, like, cracking all, all throughout the windshield, and, like, there was, like, an impact, place of impact on the windshield, and it was, like... And, like, that's a lot of force. And you could certainly survive that. I'm not like, no, what totally, the hell? But, but like, he would have like, been some way more injured. Which way more crazy. injured. Um, but so then the doctor also tells the Kents that, like, it looks like he had previous injuries, probably indicating abuse. Um, right. And he says he has amnesia, but she, she, she actually, she doesn't disbelieve him, but she thinks it's, it's post-traumatic, not like right. amnesia, amnesia. Right. Um, uh, and then they're like, child protective services are coming, but they can't get here for a couple of days. They um, said they can't come until tomorrow, which I believe that in a small town. No, totally. Although it also seems like it takes way more than, like, they do way more stuff than you could do in a day before the, before someone shows up, you know? Before someone is yes. supposed to show up. Like, that doesn't feel like one day to me. Um, but... It's hard to tell. Time moves weirdly. It's a yeah, show. it could be a day, I guess. Um, but yeah, and and that in the meantime, they're going to like put him in the the juvie cell at the sheriff's office or whatever, something like that. Right. Um, which like, it's the only place they have to put him. Right. And Martha responds, "That's no place for a child." <laughs> and which, like, like it I is know what juvenile. she means, right? But, like, it's, no, it's literally a place for a child. Right. Like that. Like by <laughs> definition, it is the juvenile cell. Like, yeah. Um. Uh, and also, like, I I think this is kind of. Like, they, this whole thing is, like, super symbolically emphasizing, like, how much of a hero Clark is with all these comparisons. And, like, the thing about this is actually, I'm pretty sure if Ryan had just gone to the juvenile cell and waited for CPS to show up, he would have been in no danger. Yes. Because they would have been able to actually verify when an agent showed up, whether they were real or not. Right. Um... And like would have kept him safe in the meantime. So right. like I'm, sh- I think that w- that would have actually avoided everything. Probably. Yep. Um, but anyway, the Kents are like, oh no, we can like take him home, and the people at the hospital are just like, oh okay, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Just like I think maybe that isn't fine. I mean, I don't know how this pretty, thing, these things work really. Pretty but... sure that's not fine. <laughs> but nope, sure, not like, whatever. Not how that works. So yeah, like. They, they take him home, and the next day he, like, has made this breakfast for them, and he psychically reads what exactly they want and serves it to them, and they're just like, haha, cute, what a cute trick. Right. Whereas I would be like, what the fuck? Um, like, yeah. Like, I mean, 
You know, if he's like, Martha wants pancakes, Jonathan wants scrambled eggs and bacon. If that's all he had no, done, right. that would have been that fine. Been like, Except like, he was like, like, he was like, Jonathan, here's your coffee with some milk and a little bit of honey. And I'm like. Right, like how many people put honey in their coffee? Right? Like, like at least if he's going to do that, he has to like pretend he's doing some kind of Sherlock bullshit. Right. Um, or something. Which he like kind of half-assedly attempted yeah, to well, pass he, he says to Martha, like, I saw you, like, looking at it when you came in, which is, like, right. yeah, but that's a bit much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's basically just, like, not at all good at pretending not to be psychic. No, he's really, really overt with his powers, like, a lot. Yeah. He just, like, tells people, like, stuff, and then he's like, I don't know, he sort of, like, sometimes he just doesn't make up anything at all, and sometimes he makes something up and it's, like really half-assed and doesn't actually make any sense. Right. Right. Well, and the other thing he does throughout this episode is that he, like, tells people, like, things about other people, yeah. and they don't believe him, because, like, obviously, and then it, like, turns out he's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. He's just, like, not covering up anything. Nope. Um. So, yeah. I don't know. There's this scene where he and Clark play basketball, which is, it's like... It's pretty cute. Um, yeah. I mean, partly it was, like, Tom... Like, it kind of felt like they were probably just, like... Like, just sort of actually doing that, because Tom Welling seemed, like, genuinely just to be having fun. Which, right. Which, like, I kind of don't buy that he's necessarily as good enough at acting to do that most of the time, <laughs> but he was just kind of, like, actually hanging out with this kid or whatever, you know? I mean, you know, he's not he's presented like, he, with, he, yeah. a, with, like, a child actor and told, like, here, your characters are bonding and, like, yeah, playing some hoops. Play like basketball and that's, have fun. That's not but exactly just, like, hard. Do that. Right. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. it was, like, really funny because Tom Welling, obviously. No, right, he was like, hey, come obviously. Play, la- play basketball with me. You're a ten-year-old and I'm six foot five. Yeah. <laughs> Evenly matched. Like, even without the superpowers. Right. No. <laughs> no. Like, and that, that hoop was, like, regulation height. Like, it was... Hung high. Um, yeah. The kid actor is pretty awful, but... Yeah. Only about as much as you just generally expect. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, like, so... He wasn't especially awful No, I would say for a child actor on, like, a television show, he's, like, pretty much standard. Which is to say, most child actors on television shows are, like, not good. No. Um, Right, and I suspect, like... A lot of it with movies is that you have a little more time to like work with them. Um, well, and, like, get a yeah. good performance, right? I mean, and, like, also they have like, like much, like... much higher budgets. No, totally for to for like everything. do like for you know larger like you know right. casting Just, like right. and spend more time on casting and stuff. Like right. you have a you have less budget, a much more compressed schedule, like. But you I mean, know. it's just like, yeah, it's totally. Apparently, um, this guy is now like a semi, like a recurring, possibly somewhat main character on Teen Wolf. Yeah, um, we stopped watching Teen Wolf a really so yeah, long time ago, this. but uh, he's, he's he's deputy something something on Teen Wolf. Oh uh, yeah, I, he's in like forty five episodes according to right, IMDb. And he's uh, it said it said this may be a spoiler for Teen Wolf. I don't know. I don't watch Teen Wolf. Yeah. It said he was like. Sorry, a, guys. We pieced out in season two. Like a bloodhound or something. 
Is he? I don't know. I don't, it didn't say what that meant, but yeah, he's some kind of magical creature. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I think in that case, we were wondering if we had met him and forgot no, about him what happened when we were watching. I was looking at it, it looked like he was like season three, four, and five. Yeah, so. no, that yeah. was definitely after we stopped watching then. So but whatever, he's doing stuff. But he's, yeah, he's so like, pretty cute now. Yeah, no, I looked at the IMDb picture and I was like, well, that's not okay. Like, he's really hot now. Um, so that happens. Other things that happen when you rewatch a yeah. television show after 15 years have passed. Yeah. Um. But, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, he's he's pretty bad here, but not in, like, you know, he's a kid. I and, think. Like, it's super not his fault. Well, and I think he's better than, I would say, both, um, Bruce on Gotham or what's his fuck? The kid on Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I who mean, was maybe. like I think he was he's, less annoying than like, either of those. Actually, he's kind of asked to do a lot in this episode, right? Like, emotionally and like, and he, he makes like, an effort. Yeah, he he did like a decent yeah. job. Like he was not like actively annoying, and, and like so, I'm not really a kid person. Although I like narratives about children. Yeah, right. It's a, different. I like right. kid fic, but I don't like kids in real life. But, um. But, yeah, so, so, a lot of times with child actors, because they're, like, not great, and I'm watching things, I'm like, you're so annoying, please just, like, shut up and stop talking. This happens with, like, like, animated fictional children, too. Like, not just bad child actors. So, like, it's a pretty common thing for me in fictional things. And, like, I did not, and so, like, my, my sort of, like, threshold here was, like, he did not actively make me, like, Root no. for him to be injured well, or, his, like, die in this episode. So, like, his, he, his tendency to, like, overshare, especially, like, other people's stuff was, like, off-putting, but it was supposed to be. Right. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it was, um, like, you know, when watching this episode, I was not, like, I actively want you to, like, be injured or whatever. So, yeah. he was fine. Yeah. Um, but so, anyway, he's... They take him along to to school where it, it seems yeah, like for it, some it reason be, he's it, at the high school. It must be the weekend actually because like they have a lot of okay. time to do stuff. I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, about Chloe's like in the torch office about the access that Chloe has to the torch office because like yeah, no, you it cannot get into the school on weekends. I used to work for our high school, and so like I went to. Yeah. The school on weekends, like for my job you when I worked just, in like, the theater there. And like, no, it was, oh my god, I got in so much trouble at our school the night that I fell asleep in the lighting booth and the <laughs> janitor found me at like 11 30 p.m. Like, that was like a hella huge deal and I like got in trouble. And I was like, I'm sorry, I was doing lighting and I fell asleep. Um, and, and like, that was an accident. Like, no right. way Chloe has the kind of access. To the torch office that, like, but whatever. she appears For some to. reason she does, and Clark bling- brings Ryan along there, uh, so Chloe can, like, take a picture of him to, like, check against missing persons. Um, right. It also feels like they would have, someone would have heard about this murder that happened, like, a mile away oh, from yeah. where he was found. Right, like, <laughs> Martha was basically, like, driving past. Right. I mean, so- he, like... So he, he ran like, through the woods he, to, like, a different road. Yeah, he ducked under a fence. But it can't have been that far. He ducked under a fence and ran through the woods. But he ran through the woods for, like, two minutes. Right. And, like, there have to be, like, that murder would presumably be in the news, but no one ever mentions it again. Nope. 
No. Apparently. Just didn't. No. Um, nope. Sure. Whatever. So, uh, and Chloe, like, tells him this story about Casper Hauser, but then doesn't want to tell him the, like, ending, which is that he was murdered, but then he, like, mind-reads it out of her and blurps it out. Right. And then he tells Clark that Chloe wants Clark to ask her to prom, and she already has a dress picked out. Yeah. Um, which Clark is, like, Clark is, like, super blasé about this, too, where he's just like, haha, you're making things up. And right. it's like, I feel like you would be, like, even if you did think, I feel like if I... Even if I did totally think he was making it up, I would be, like, more weirded out by that. Like... Why? Just because, like, that's a weird like, thing kind for of a him weird to thing make to up? Do. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially the way he was, like, so, like... Like, if he was younger, maybe, but... Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, Clark just, like, doesn't really... Like, nobody ever, like, puts anything together about, like, this kid being weird. They all just kind of ignore it. And it's, like, right. strange. Yeah, no, like, it is. blatantly weird. Well, it's it's weird for me that throughout this entire episode, nobody, like, calls him on it. Right, exactly. They just, like, totally, like, ignore it and, like, let him keep doing that. Right, like, like even when he, like, like blurts out. Make stuff up. And it's, like, okay, but. Even when he, like, <laughs> blurts out things that, like. He ha- like people are like that is right, and he has like no, no reason right. why he should know that, and like nobody calls him on that this whole episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then Clark takes him to the Talon, where he, uh, Lex is there, and they talk about Warrior Angel, which this is where like Warrior Angel shows up. Oh, Warrior Angel, which is this comic that he that Ryan has a copy of, and that like. Lex is also supposed to have collected all of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, about a winged superhero who is also bald and mm-hmm. oh, is an alien or whatever. It's, like, it's so dumb. It's so on the nose and dumb, and I hate it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like... I don't hate no, it. No, it's, it's just, just, like, like, too... Like, the lines about it are too... They're so on the nose. It's, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, but, like, nobody oh, ever right. accused the Smallville writers no, I know, of subtlety. I know, It's just like, oh, jeez. Um, yeah. And and also, like, we saw a couple of shots of, like, the comic in this. And, like, mm-hmm. the art... No, is, it was bad. Like The art is not the worst, especially if it's supposed to be older. But, like, the, no. the layout and the lettering was awful. Prop department... <laughs> Two thumbs down, <laughs> bros. Like, nah, and that's the, not how comics the look. The back page was clearly supposed to be like a bunch of old like advertisements, but it looked like it been, had been glued on too. <laughs> like it didn't really like look like it was printed. I don't know. It, it just looks awful. Yeah, no, it was not great looking. Um, but yeah, then um, the guy shows up at the cop at, at the Talon, and um, he uh, Ryan runs out the back and hides in like a oh yeah the. Yeah, the, the, the evil, evil guy who um, shot the pawn shop owner. Right. Shows up and, and uh, Ryan hides in a dumpster and then, of course, a garbage truck comes along and he almost gets crushed by a garbage truck. And yeah, Clark but then... To... Clark pulls him out and there's, like, this ludicrous shot of Clark's, right. like, face, like, through the crack in the garbage truck. Right. Like, way back like, with, with, like, like heavenly... Yeah, like, oh, haloed in... Right, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and he was like, don't worry, Ryan, I'm here to save you. Yeah. And so that happened. Yeah. And then Ryan is, is back at the Kents, and he, like, is sort of bothering Martha about, like, 
Clark. Well, so there's the scene at the Talon earlier, too. In the scene at the Talon, he asks Lana if oh, it's yeah. okay for friends to have secrets from one another. Right. Which is, like, one of those things where it's like, dude, here, like, boundaries. Like, and also you've known Clark for less than a day. Like, it's a lot to be, like... I mean, on the one hand, yes. On no, the other totally. hand, he's, like, a super traumatized kid. No, I mean, like, like, I don't think it's unrealistic. It's just, like, wow. Wow. Um... But yeah, um, because he's like, he can't read Clark's mind, and he's like, mm-hmm. basically like, confused about it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's alone with Martha later, and he like, basically kind of, like, gets her to think about stuff about Clark by like, asking her questions, which right. he then doesn't actually answer, but he like, clearly can just, But he you know, reads her mind. Which seems to be most of his, like, his, half the reason he he, like, directly asks the super no, awkward right. questions like because he, he's trying to... His his whole thing is he can only read, like, surface thoughts, so he basically, like, says things to provoke people into thinking about a thing so he can read their right. thoughts. Like, he'll, he'll, like, ask people, like, what their greatest fear is, and then they, like, won't tell him, but he can read that they're thinking about it. Right. But, like, the thing is, he, to do that, he doesn't need to tell people all this stuff that he knows about them, actually, you know? He right. could do that without doing the other thing. Like, it would still be weird, but it wouldn't be, like, obviously supernaturally weird. That's true. Um, But yeah, I mean, he's not that good at, you know, stuff. No. <laughs> he's ten. He's ten. Um, yeah, so he goes and finds the, the spaceship, which apparently they don't even keep that cellar, like, locked. No, it's just, like, in the, in the shed. Because he gets into it. Like it's a, like it's a storm cellar, I think, but like they right. didn't put a padlock on the door. Guess not. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, Clark finds him down there, and they have a big conversation about like Ryan tells him about the mind reading and about like the it's his stepdad and his new wife who are the people who were like making him steal stuff and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his his real mom, his mom is dead, and uh, yeah, his stepdad, his stepdad is the evil guy. And the right. the woman who's with him is his stepdad's yeah, and they wife. kind of have, like, I don't know, they talk about, like, having secrets or whatever. And, like, the clerk understands him and is the only one who can save him or something. Right. Which, again, is, like, I don't think that's true, though, because if you had actually just stayed with the authorities, you would have been fine, probably. Right, right. Um, but okay. But, you know traumatized kid. No, totally. I mean, it's, it's it's not that it bothers me that he says that, but I feel like narratively we are supposed to believe that about this sure. episode, and it's like, but actually, though. Yeah, but I feel like my default state with the narrative that Smallville <laughs> wants me to buy is that just, like, my default is like, well, I don't believe your narrative because I no. never believe your narrative. So sure. going, going from there. Yeah. No. Sure, sure. Um, uh, so anyway, there's, like, Meanwhile, there has been the, like, Lex plot, right? Which is that, like, yes. Lionel showed up and asked him to come back to uh, to Metropolis. Metropolis and become the, like, advisor to the... He didn't say CEO, it was some other thing. No, but, like, whatever no. Lionel is. Right. Um, and he said some stuff about Philip of Nas- Macedon, who's Alexander the Great's dad, and also some German guy who said stuff about war or whatever. Yeah. Like, just a lot of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, right. And, uh... I mean, it was a fun scene. Yeah. Lionel no, and Lex like, like, is always, Lionel like... Lionel and Lex are, like, good scenes. They, like, right. um, elevate the material. And, right. Like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, he wants him to come back to Metropolis. Um, and then 
there is this scene where Lex comes by the barn to, like, tell Clark that. Except Clark already knows because, like, Ryan told him. Oh, um, God. But yeah, basically, like, Lex tells him his, like, about that he had a brother called Julian who died the night of his baptism. Um, and and then also, like, the, what he says he's, he's maybe going to go away... And just the whole way this is framed is like, oh. he's like, he's like talking about how he's like not sure if that's what he wants. And it's like, so, he like hasn't made up his mind yet. Like, so very much the implication of that seems to be like, I might stay here for you. Well, like, maybe there is something <laughs> right. for me in Smallville right. to stay Like, he for. doesn't actually say that phrase quite. But, but he like oh, that's, but. that's 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 very much the like tone of it. Right. And, and the way that like, it's shot. Right. Like, like, just something about the way it's like, 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 Clark is like, fiddling with stuff in the background, and there's just, like, an immense sense of, like, unspoken tension. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And in in a way where, like, if either one of them was female, right. like, it that would, would be, be like, the clear totally, implication. Right. That would be, like, the obvious thing you're supposed to take away from this scene. Right. So, like, but, I'm like, not sure what to do with it. Well, like, and, like, it seems so, like, we intentional. Right. It seems incredibly <laughs> intentional, and we checked, and fun fact, this episode was not written by Doris Egan, who, who is the writer of Smallville I would most expect to do stuff like that definitely right. on purpose. She is also, uh, she was also the... If, if you watched House at all, she was, like, the writer on House who, like, hella shipped House and Wilson and wrote a lot of the big House Wilson episodes on House. So, she has written a bunch of popular slash stuff. Right, and she tends Episodes like, of television. aware of all that kind of thing. Right, much. right. And she does it intentionally. She was not the writer of this episode, no, so I'm kind of I mean, just like... I don't know, maybe that other guy also... Does that? I have no Some idea who that was. So. Random dude writer intended it, I guess. But I yeah, mean, so like, there's this there's so... a later scene where he's going to dinner in Metropolis with Lionel um, to tell him whether he's gonna go back to Metropolis for good or not. Um, and before he goes, he like he stops. He to stops say goodbye to Clark to say goodbye to Clark and to give him a foil because like every hero needs a foil, which is also like super on the nose and like not a thing that it makes a lot of sense for him to do because like he is not metatextually aware that he is the foil in a story of a superhero, presumably. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like uh, he kind of is, but not. Totally. Right. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. But whatever. Foil. Uh, yeah. And then there's a scene where, like, uh, Cl- like Clark is, like, playing with that in the barn, and Chloe comes in, and, and she's like, like what's up, she, Zorro? Like, she, like, ob- she, like, knows that Lex gave it to him, which, like, I guess that's a reasonable assumption. Sure. Um, and then Clark is like, yeah, he might be leaving, and Chloe's like, well, I'm still here with this, yeah, like, right. really, like, 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 that definitely is, like, Chloe like, making a romantic move on him, but it's, like, they are, then they're, like, definitely they're, explicitly, explicitly paralleling, like, Chloe's wanting a romantic relationship with Clark to with Lex and Clark's relationship. Right. It's just, like, so, what is happening? Like, everything, like, the, the Lex, the Clark-Lex stuff is, like, so explicit it's in this very episode. It's um, so explicit. But, yeah, uh... Just before that, um, the, the lady, the, like, evil lady had turned up and pretended to the Kents to be from... Right. 
Child Protection Services. Right. And she she threatened Ryan right. she um, with she, a gun she, before she, Martha she, could well, get she, to the door. She threatened to kill Martha or Jonathan with the gun. Right. Um, yeah. She, like, showed... Well, what I meant is she, like, yeah, she, she showed, showed him, him the gun, gun and was yes. like, I will kill them if you say anything. Right. So he, he let her take him away. Um, right. But then in order the, to protect the kids. The evil guy is Lex's, like, limo driver um, because he saw some, like, weirdly phrased newspaper article about the business doing well. Right. Um, and, uh, they are using Ryan to get Lex's, like, password to his something, some account. Uh, um, his trust fund, I think I they guess? said trust fund, yeah. Um, which, like, apparently his password is Julian, which is terrible password making. But, like, everyone in books and TV has, like, terrible passwords all yes. the time. Yes. Also, like, what is the password to your trust fund? That's not how, like... No, not really. That's not, that's how, not how, like... banks work. No. No. <laughs> um, not even a little bit. They require you to show ID. Right. And then also they, like, pull over to the side of, like, a closed bowling alley and start going online to access his trust fund, which is, like, how? Yeah, I mean, like, have to I, have, like, a phone, like, a... Like, I guess if you're accessing it online, he could theoretically just have, like, a password. Um, But it's, like, also, but, how did they have internet access in it, the parking lot of a closed right. bowling alley in no, 2001? in 2001. <laughs> no, no way. No way. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Um, But, yeah, then, like, uh, Ryan tells the evil lady that the guy is planning to kill her after he they get the money. Which is also weird because, like, it's not like that guy needs her to enter a password into a computer. Right. So he could just kill her immediately, which is what he, in fact, does. Right. Um, and then Ryan runs into the bowling alley, which also, like, why is... How could he get in the bowling alley? Uh, the, the, whatever, maintenance worker, oh, owner, there's a, there's somebody, somebody was, there. had the, he was just coming out of the door to take out a bunch of trash, and Ryan ran in when he was opening the door, and the guy was like, hey kid, what's, and then, like, the evil stepdad comes behind him, and he shoots the worker guy. Okay, I missed some of that. But whatever, they, he runs into the bowling alley, and then, like, Clark, meanwhile, Chloe showed him a picture of the evil guy, and he was like, oh, that was the limo driver, so he, like, has run after them. And, right. Uh, there's some... Who did Clark find Lex on the side of the road? I don't know. I guess he was just running the road between Smallville and Metropolis. I guess so. I mean, that makes a certain amount of sense. Sure, if you can move <laughs> as fast as he does. Right. So whatever, he goes into the bowling alley and, like, saves saves him. Yep. He uh, saves Ryan and, like, throws a bowling ball through a wall, like, aimed with his x-ray vision. Yeah, at the guy. To At the guy, and, like, kills the evil stepdad, or at least, like, knocks him out. Knocks him out, presumably, because they generally avoid having him to kill people. That's outright. true. Um, um, although we never see him again, so who knows. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of question mark deaths in this episode, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um... um but yeah, and then, like, they, I guess, somehow, someone has discovered that Ryan has an aunt, and she shows up, and Ryan is like, we don't even, she doesn't even have any lines or anything, but Ryan no. is like, she's nice and whatever, like, yes. so he is away, goes away with her, and the yep. end. The end. Um, they're all sort of wistful about, yeah, I don't know. And he says that, like, he'll keep Clark's secret, don't right. worry, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, discussion earlier in the episode from, like, 
Martha and Clark about like how it would be nice for him to have a younger sibling or whatever. So they're right. very like wistful about this, but right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yep, I think that is that's pretty much it. Pretty much it. So oh, yeah, and then and then over the last uh the, the end scene, they play ah uh, yes Superman. By fight for fighting, right? Which is a which song that I hate. Alex really angry because it's like too it's on the nose because like, yeah, it's, it's like a song so, that is it's like literally about, about Superman, Superman, or at least uses Superman as a metaphorical structure. Right, one of those things. But like, um, it, there's a line like, that talks about kryptonite right, and but stuff. Like, yes, it literally references the character of Superman. Yeah, like the entire thing, and it's so much. Just like, jeez, yeah. jeez. This made Alex really angry. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we have a number of... I okay. mean, like, so the, presumably the poncho guy dies. Okay, so here's the thing. We have four instances of question mark deaths. Because um, there's the three people that the evil stepdad shoots. Yeah. Which we see him shoot them, but then, like, we don't... Yeah, there's no follow-up on any of there's them. There's no follow-up on any of them. And so, like, no... like we said, we would assume that there would be, like, a newspaper story about a murder, but, like, maybe that guy didn't die. I mean, he got shot in the chest, like, practically point-blank by a shotgun, so it seems like it would be pretty bad. Right, like, I kind of, well, this is why it's a death right. question mark. Like, we don't yeah. have it, like, definitely confirmed yeah. it was a death. But, like, and then there's the, his female partner. Right. He shoots again. Pretty much point, point blank, blank in the chest. Yeah. Um, um, but we don't actually see it. Yeah. Um, the and then the se- janitor. And then, yeah, like the we janitor see, like, guy. Where he gets shot? Pretty much same thing. Okay. Shotgun blast, so, like, point blank in the they chest. They seem like they probably should be dead. Probably, but it's, not but it's three. It goes on our spreadsheet under the, like, deaths question right. mark. And category. then, like, the evil guy, like. And, the and okay, is, like, the, and the thing about him is that. He got hit in the head with a was it bowling the head? I ball. It was kind of in the chest as well. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. He got hit by a bowling ball thrown by Clark, which like no, that's heavy and Clark is very strong and threw it with a lot of force. It's so I mean, like honestly like the only reason like I assume that he's not supposed to be dead because they wouldn't have Clark kill someone like that because they don't do that. Right, but um, they didn't show him being, like, no. escorted off in, like, a police car But there, there's the just, end. like, absolutely no follow-up on any of these people. Right, so exactly. we have no way of knowing, really. So, are but we calling that are. three question mark well, Let's Let's do three question mark, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, three, possibly three deaths. So, somewhere between zero and three deaths? Yeah. Um... <laughs> And three presumed deaths. Yes, three presumed deaths is the better way to put it. Um, and uh, Lex evilness rating. Well, so I'm gonna propose zero. Well, no, because because Ryan tells Clark that he has darkness inside him, which is definitely a one in okay. terms of like ominous implications. Right. We almost forgot at the end of the episode, like when they're saying yeah. goodbye. Um, Ryan tells Clark. Like, he has this whole thing of, like, you're sure you don't want to know how Lana, what Lana's secret is? It's yeah. about you. And Clark's like, no, no, I'd prefer to find out for myself. Blah, Which blah, is blah. honestly, like, better uh, not invading people's privacy than I necessarily expect from Clark. Yep. So, like, good job with that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then 
and then um and then yeah he then tells ryan and then ryan tells him, tells him like, like stay know, away from lex i know you like lex but there's like darkness inside him which is like super vague who knows what that means right but that's like the only thing no, that's this episode. literally the only thing the rest of this episode is like totally he absolutely he he talks to his dad none of which is like even particular, like basically, it's just whether he's going to go to Metropolis or not, right? So, like, um, and then um, talks to the kid about Warrior Angel, right? And, and then talks to, talks to Clark, Clark, and then he gets he gets kidnapped and you know, yeah, extorted or has so, a flat, has a gun pointed at him and stuff, and right? That's all so he does he does absolutely nothing meriting any ranking in this episode, right? But we but won for the ominousness. One for the, yeah, for the line about how Lex has darkness in him, which is the foreshadowing thing that we've, yeah, so we've talked about. So, yeah, um, so I think that's it as yeah, far as... Yeah, there's not a lot to say. It's like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of a solidly constructed episode. Yeah, actually. like, the thing about this episode, this like, is... There's, like, it's not that interesting, but it, like... No functions. This is another one of the episodes that I did actually, like, sort of remember. Because as we've talked about before, I've seen all of this season. This is the only full season of Smallville that I have definitely watched before beginning to end. Um, I'm spoiled for everything. I've seen episodes in a lot of the seasons. But I, this is the only season that I have previously watched from beginning to end. And, but most of the episodes I've, like, pretty much forgotten, like, I'm watching them now, and it's basically like I'm watching them fresh. I did, this is one of the few episodes that, for whatever reason, I did kind of remember. Um, but yeah, it's not, it is, at the same time, sort of paradoxically, while it is one of the episodes that I, like, do remember, I, I would almost say that this is sort of a, like, forgettable episode, because it was neither, like, it stands out as neither particularly bad nor particularly good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of, like... It, it, one thing stuff is, with Lex did is kind they, of good, actually, but... Is he from Smallville? Did they ever address that? Because did did we ever um, address how he got his powers? Was it actually meteor-related? They don't talk about that at all. Uh, we get... We find that out when he shows up again in Season 2. Oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. Okay. They get into that a bunch more anyway, so... Gotcha. Yeah, no, it didn't come up at all um, here, so. Is he meteor? I, d- I think so, but now I don't okay. quite remember. But, I mean, this is... I was trying to chalk up, of, like, whether this is one of those other rare season one episodes where, like, it's not a meteor But yeah, they don't, mutant. I mean, it could be, but they don't, like, it also, it could go either way, really. They don't address that at all yeah, in the episode. We don't know. Um, how he got his powers, so. But yeah, just, like, pretty standard episode. There was nothing... I like would the, say, it, it was, like, there were some, like, some, like, sort of clunky lines or yeah, whatever. Well, there always is. I mean, right, it's Smallville. But there was nothing, like, especially egregious in no. this episode. And it kind of, it, it tied, it was structured well. Like, yeah. it did tie everything together. And we got to see Lana running the talent a little bit in the background. Yeah. Um, and, like, kind of, like, Lana and Chloe both have their stuff just totally in a holding pattern, but they, like, contributed to the episode naturally. Right, Um, right. Pete Uh, did not show up literally at all. Nope, Pete Pete was Mr. Not Appearing in this episode. Um, I would say this is one of the most, like, organic uses of Lana as a character that we've seen almost all season. Yeah. No, so it was, was, 
sort of pretty good, but not that interesting, basically. Right. Um, right. Uh, there were some bits that, like, kind of gave me some, briefly, some feelings when there was, like, stuff about, like, Clark and Ryan bonding, sort of. That's the thing you're kind of easy for. So. Yeah, which is, like, I yeah, don't. no, which is both a thing that, like, trope-wise I'm easy for and am also easy for in terms of, like, it reminded me some of some sort of, like, of some Clark Khan stuff. Yeah. In... Well, and why don't we... Yes. Go so that transi- <laughs> that transitions us nicely into our Rex this week. So... Yeah, so speaking of, I have a rec, which is um, one of my all-time favorite Smallville things. Yeah. And this is actually one of my favorite, too. This also, for me, goes in the category of just sort of, like, like I kind of want to make people who don't even read fanfiction read this story sometimes. Yeah, no, it's just, um, it's like a it's really, good, really good story. It's a really, really good story. So, um, it's Conflicts of Interest by Rage Proof Rock, and um, it is very well known. If you haven't already read it, go read it right now, unless you're, like, a monster who hates Kitfic. Um... <laughs> Because it is, um, it is Kidfic. Um, it it's, is Kidfic. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's based on the concept of a con from the comics, but it's right. really so it's a pretty different it's, thing. It's a super, super AU version of Connor, basically. Of yeah, Connell in the comics, who we've talked about before, is the in the comics the canonical uh, clone child of Superman and Lex Luthor. Right. Um, um, but that in the was... comics, in the comics, he's like created as a teenager and right, and lives by himself for a while, and then and... lives with the Martha. Indiana right, thing. right, um, and um, uh, in this, he's like a child who yep. was raised by Lex as his son. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So in this, um, this is, and this is also like everything about just, yeah, totally a Smallville. This is, yeah, this is completely, so we say he's based on sort of the concept of con from the comics. That said, (laughs) that said, like, there are fix, in fact, that I will wreck in the future on this podcast that are Smallville fix that feature con, that, that are even like kid ficky or whatever that feature con or some version of con. Yeah, um, this is basically this a is, character. This is where, like, yeah, where they're, like, DCU kind of, like, fusion things. This is not that. You need zero comics knowledge yeah. in order to have this fake. If you're familiar with the Smallville characterizations of Clark and Lex, that is all you need for this fake. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, uh... And so it it is set um from the point of view of Connor Luther, son of only child of billionaire Lex Luther. Um, and it's set in, like, a future, small, right. uh, Smallville future fic in Metropolis and everything. And, um, but Connor is still a kid in this one. He's, what is he, nine? Somewhere around there, yeah. Um, he's quite young. He's yeah. still in, like, mid-elementary school. And, um, and he's very precocious. And, right. uh... No, I, I, like, this fic does a good balancing act, I think. I mean, this is a matter of taste somewhat, but, but between, like, a precocious kid and someone who is believably... To on some level, still a kid. Um, this is like for me, sort of like like a a 
a summation of the thing that I love about kid fic, which is that, like, it's all, it's like, they ultimately, like, good kid fic generally, like, a, a lot of times the kids don't, are not actually real kids. Yeah. Um, and, like, they don't feel like real kids, um, which I like. <laughs> um, if you are a person who is, like, I am a parent and it bothers me when stuff in kid fic, like, is not accurate to, like, child development or whatever, yeah. then well, possibly this like, might not, not be I'm for not you. a child development person, but it does feel like especially, like, um, like, Connor's, like, school, you know, it's like, those kids are all kind of weird, but they are, like, still believably kind of kids. Sure. Like a society of, like, the way kids function in, like, right. groups. Right. Uh, right. No, it's good. And there's there's a lot of OCs in it, because yeah. it's set from, from like, nine-year-old Connor right. Luther's point of view, and so he's got all these, like, he's got all these, yeah, classmates and friends and teachers who are all just, like, totally original characters. Um, Hope and Mercy from comics are... In it, but like again, you don't actually no, you need don't, to know. You, you don't need to know anything. To no, this. Um, and um, this series of fix actually has one of my favorite Lois Lane characterizations mm-hmm. ever. Um, I love the Lois Lane in this fic, and I think she wrote this before Lois actually appeared on the show, didn't she? I don't. I believe so. Yes. Um, I'm not 100 yeah. percent on that, but I believe. Or. So. Possibly, even if she had, even if yes, it was after Lois appeared, I'm not sure that, at that point. <laughs> I'm not sure that Prue was still watching the show. So oh, yeah, I think it's more based on a general kind of comic yeah. and or whatever else. But I love this Lois Lane so much, who befriends tiny child Connor Luther, and um, it's really great. And see, yeah. and, and and basically the premise of this fic is we've talked a lot about like set up in context and everything. But basically the premise of this fic is that Connor's Connor trying is, to figure out Yeah, he's trying to figure out uh, who his mother who his is. is. And he goes on this quest to find his mom. And obvious and like Lex hasn't exactly told him the Yeah. His precise origin yet, because he's only like nine or whatever. Right. So uh he's so it's like the story of like him as a kid figuring that out. And he also has some powers and it like he yeah, that's like, not a huge. It's not a huge part of it, part of it but, but it's some, like yeah, yes, he like kind deals of with that it out a little bit, right? Right. Um, so it's and just like yeah, no, and it's for me. This is like a lot of feelings about like Lex as a dad as well. It's yes. really really good, like that, and it is basically uh, this fixed fault that any songs about people becoming dad and dads and suddenly having a lot of dad feelings will probably make me cry. So. <laughs> This is this 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 fic is basically the reason I can't listen to, for example, your theater. Yeah, I was just gonna say crying. Yeah. Um, yeah, or um the uh the Jonathan Cole. The Joko song, song, uh what's it called? Oh fuck. Um uh, You Ruined Everything. Yeah, you ruined everything. Or that song they added to the Lane Is movie. Um <laughs> so yeah. No, this fic was the only reason I cried during the Lane Is movie, which like is a real failure. <laughs> On the Les Mis movies part, because, like, the entire point of Les Mis is that you should cry at <laughs> I've but. never in my life cried at Les Mis. You but. know what I mean? But, but <laughs> you don't like it, you know? No, I don't. I think, I think if you're the kind of person who cries at anything and you like Les Mis, you probably are going to cry. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, I am also not a person who really cries at things generally, right. so. Um, but yeah, so, like, basically this fic has, like, installed in me a, a reaction to, like, a specific trope about dads. Right, um, right. But yeah. yeah, no, it's really, really good. And, yep. like, I, yeah, I think, I don't want to, like, talk too much about, like, specifics about anything. No. Like, it's just, you should read it. No, probably. definitely. <laughs> you, you should absolutely read it. It's just, it's adorable and well-written and, like, Seriously, if you hadn't already read it, just, like, go read it. There is a podfic of it by uh, Sukiya, I believe, which I think I have on my phone. I haven't listened to it in a while. But, um, yeah, there is a podfic available. And, uh, yeah, it's super cute, and you should go check it out. So, that is my wreck for the week. There is also a sequel to it, but I'm going to be wrecking that. We're going to be wrecking that. we'll talk about that later. Separately at a future point in time, because I have even more feelings about the sequel, but that's, um, that's another wreck. So. So yeah, I'm not going to wreck a fan work this week exactly. Uh, I am going to re- recommend that you go and listen to the latest episode of the <laughs> podcast, Read It and Weep, uh, because my friend Daryl yeah. very kindly bought me a gift sponsorship and I made them watch four episodes of Smallville and talk about them. Yep. Um, and they're, they're a podcast that just generally like reads and watches a lot of stuff that is mostly bad and then makes fun of it and they're a lot of them are professional comedians so right they are, so it's funny they are funny and yes and it was very um thank you very much meryl for doing that yeah the message and everything was lovely she's um, great our good friend meryl we'll probably have her on yeah. the podcast at some point when she's home for christmas in a couple of weeks so. yes so yeah um you should go listen to that they uh they, I had them watch the pilot and then a couple of, uh, some episodes from future seasons that it's, I think, are kind of hilarious and that it's going to be a while before we get to. Yeah. So, well, there was, like, one that you think is good, one that you couple, think is a, super bad, a couple, right? Uh, two that I think are, like, pretty good, although in a, you know... In different in ways. In different ways. Yeah. Um, and one that I think is really awful. So, yeah. Yep. And then the pilot, just for, you know, some context. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll put up a link to, to that episode and everything, and go check that out, and also if it's the kind of thing you like, the rest of their podcast, because it's excellent. Yep. Um, I already, uh, linked to their tweet on the Twitter, so if you follow us on Twitter, you would have already seen that this week, but seriously, you should check it out. It's super fun. So, uh, that'll do it for this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Talon Podcast, and, uh, also on the iTunes store at Talking at the Talon. Let us know your thoughts, comments, maybe leave us a rating, and uh, we will see you next week. Only 200 more episodes to go!